Happy New Year and welcome to Live Oaks online New Year service. We do this every year. And let me tell you why we do this service online and why we do this service in this way. We do it online because we want our staff and volunteers to take the week after Christmas completely off, to rest, to Sabbath, to be with family, to travel, to just unplug. Thanks to all our volunteers who serve each and every week. We're grateful for you uh, and our staff who work so hard. But the other reason we do this service this way, it's a lot more designed to be reflective. Because as we've left the last year behind us, and many of us are glad to leave the last year behind us, 2021 is gone. But we don't want to leave it before we get everything we can out of it. We want to reflect. We want to remember. We want to figure out what is it that God taught us and who was God to us that we can learn from and carry into the new year to make it even better. So whatever platform you're watching on, in the description of this message, you'll find uh, discussion questions or a link to discussion questions where you can download for either personal discussion questions for you to use as an internal reflection exercise or discussion with friends and family. But there are questions there to prompt you to think, to reflect, and apply what we're talking about today. And as we talk about it, like I said, we like to reflect. So in this last year, some of the questions will be, what was a highlight from Christmas? Something to celebrate, just remembering. What was a highlight just from the last year of 2021 altogether? Celebrate those, either personally or with others. And then what were some things that were really hard this last year? Acknowledge it. Because sometimes we have to name it to navigate it and figure out what we can learn from it. But talk about things that were really hard last year. And then spend some time thinking of all the things you're thankful for from the past year. Gratitude is so important. It centers us. It reminds us of how much we've been given. It puts us in the right frame of mind. It also reminds us of God's faithfulness. So as you go through those questions after the message is over, either with others or by yourself, reflect. Get everything you can out of this last year. But we're into a new year now. So we're going to shift some questions from reflecting to resetting, to looking ahead. 2022 is here. We're a day, two days into it. We're, we're ready for this new year, but we have no idea what's going to happen. And many of us are planners. Like we like to make plans. And the thing about the start of the year is every page is blank. Nothing has happened yet. And we start writing things in there and making plans about what we're going to do this next year, what we hope for this next year. I want to talk to you about that process of something that could really, really help. Because as we make plans and put them on our calendar, here's the reality. Some things will show up on our calendars and in our lives this year that we did not plan on. We, we've learned that well enough the last couple of years. Life is unexpected. Uninvited things happen to us and around us. And some of our plans don't always go the way we plan. So I want to talk to you about planning this next year and getting the most out of it in a way we can think about it. You know, James, the brother of Jesus, writes in James chapter 4, he says this, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow or this year, we will go into the city or spend some time there, or carry on business and make money. He says, why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. He says, you can make plans, but it's God's will that matters. What I want to challenge you is you make plans for this next year. Please do. Be, live intentionally. But hold your plans very loosely. But hold God's plans very tightly. 
Like if you can put, hold your plans loosely, so when something goes different than you planned, you're not completely rattled. Like hold them loosely, especially when God speaks into your plans and wants you to change. Hold on to God's plans very tightly. And, and, and planning is important. James says just be careful. But he also says, he goes, we're just here for a little while. We're like a mist that appears and then it's gone. Life is short. Once a day is spent, you can't get it back. So it makes sense to make plans and invest it very, very intentionally. I don't know if you know who a guy named Alfred Nobel is. He was a Swedish chemist, an engineer, and an industrialist, an entrepreneur. And he invented dynamite, like boom, dynamite. He invented other uh, explosives as well. Uh, he holds 355 different patents, many of those on explosives. He had 100 factories that were manufacturing these explosives. Some were used in mining work and some were used in warfare and all different applications. He was nicknamed the Dynamite King. It's a pretty cool nickname. Well, one day he wakes up and reads the paper and he reads something pretty shocking. In 1855, his brother Ludwig Nobel died of a heart attack in France. And thanks to some poor reporting, they reported in the newspaper that not that his brother had died, but as he read the newspaper, he read that he had died. Alfred Nobel woke up and was reading his own obituary and the news of his death. That, that, that rattled you a little bit. Maybe it would be kind of funny, kind of like, I'm right here. I don't know what they're thinking, but he was probably sad that his brother has died, but kind of confused. But it had a very powerful impact on him because he started thinking about one day, they are going to write me about me. I am going to die. But what he read about himself, the words people said about them as they remembered his life, it shook him to his core. It changed the way he lived. They wrote things like they branded him as the merchant of death who had grown rich by developing new ways to mutilate and kill through explosives, dynamite, and his other inventions. Well, he didn't like what he was reading about himself. It was almost like an Ebenezer Scrooge moment where he had a chance to choose to live differently from that day forward. And Alfred Nobel, uh, in a thousand handwritten words, outlined a plan to devote the vast majority of his wealth and his estate worth around $265 million in today's economy to a series of prizes that would be devoted to those who contribute to our world that best promotes the cause of peace. We know it today as the Nobel Peace Prize. The Nobel Peace Prize and the Nobel Prizes were originally funded in the idea of the man who invented dynamite. And when he read his obituary, even though he really wasn't dead, he didn't like what was written about him, so he said, I'm gonna change the story. I'm gonna make my life about giving to the good of mankind and making this world a better place. He learned from that day forward that every day matters. And one day your time will be up. And when your time's out, you can't go back and change your story. The days you've spent, the days you've invested are done. What did you contribute to the world? Make plans this year to live tomorrow 
as if it's your last day. And make it your best day. Make it your best contribution to the world. Here, here's what Psalm 90.12 says. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Numbering our days, it's an accounting term. So you don't know how many days you have left in this life. But you know that they're limited. And every day counts. It matters because once it's spent, it's gone. So teach us to number our days, to keep track of where each and every one goes. Like we budget our money or we track our money. If suddenly all your money was just gone, you would probably go looking to figure out where it went. Well, every day, there's another day, another block of time gone. Where did it go? What did you do with it? And if someone were to write about how you spent that day and how you spent your life, would you be proud of what they wrote? Teach us to number our days, to keep track of our days, to value our days. Because when you do that, you're going to have a wise heart that invests the next day wisely and intentionally. Every day matters. Every day counts. So make it count. Win the day. Here's what Proverbs 19.21 says. As we make plans, here's what we need to remember. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Make your plans, but ultimately, God's purposes are always what prevail. So what's the wise thing to do? Make my plans about His purposes. To make my life spent on investing in the things that God cares about. To put him in charge of my life and put him in charge of my days. Put him in charge of my planning. Because God's purposes always prevail. So I should look where he's at work and join him. If you want to have a life that God blesses, figure out where God is at work and it's already blessed. Join him in what he's doing. Join him in his purposes because all of us are doing something with our life. We're investing in it. Isn't it interesting that we use the same terminology, the same words to describe money and time? We invest our time. We spend our time. We budget our time. But really, our time is more valuable than money because you can always make more money. But once today is spent, it's gone. So as you're building something with your life, as you're investing in your life, in something every day, you're building something. You're doing something that one day somebody might write and say, this is what they did with your life, what you did with your life. They might look back on your life and say, this is what they contributed. Here's what Psalm 127.1 says. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Of all the things you're putting on your calendar, your stuff has temporary impact. God's stuff has eternal impact. And unless you involve God with the building of your life, the investing of your time, sometimes we're making empty investments. Invest your life in what matters. Spend it wisely. Whatever you plan this year, whatever you do this year, unless God is in it, it really won't matter. It won't last. It won't have the impact that it could have as if he was. Unless the Lord builds the house, the labors build in vain. So here's what I want to challenge you to do. What if, what if each and every day our goal was just to give glory to God? 
to make our life about him. We still go to school. We still go to work. We still have our relationships. We still have our hobbies. We have all the things we do in life. But in each and every moment, we're asking, God, what are your plans here? And God, what are you doing here? And how do I give you glory in this moment? You know, before we get too far away from the Christmas story, I'm a big fan of the shepherds. I love their their involvement in the arrival of God with us. Just every everyday ordinary shepherds who the angels show up and it says the glory of the Lord showed all around them and they were praising God and glorifying God as they told the shepherds the message of Jesus' birth. So the angels are the ones bringing glory to God and the glory of the God, God shown all around them as they show up to the shepherds. They tell the shepherds, Jesus is born. Here's where, go see for yourself. The angels leave. So the shepherds say, let's go see for ourselves. So they do. And when they see that Jesus is who who they said he would be, when they find him, it says the shepherds left, glorifying and praising God. See, our job, once we meet Jesus, is to praise him and glorify him and bring glory to him. And one of the best ways you can glorify God and give glory to him is tell others about him. That's what the shepherds did. They went and told people what they found. One of the best things you could do in your life, you want to know what a life that God blesses, is a life that tells others about Jesus, a life that points others to Jesus. See, see, Alfred Nobel switched from making his life about himself to trying making it about others, which is great. That's what Jesus did. But there's something so much bigger we can do. If I can make my life each and every day about shining a light on who Jesus is and pointing people to him and giving him glory and credit and honor in each and every moment. What a life that would be. Here's what 1 Corinthians 10.31 says. So whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. What would it look like for you to do the things you normally do, the things that are normally on your calendar, but to do it all for God's glory? Man, that's a life God would bless. That's a life that would impact others. That's a life worth living. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. You know, Christmas has a ton of songs, lots of Christmas songs. But there's really only one New Year's song. Maybe on New Year's Eve you heard it. You probably did. You may have even tried to sing it. Problem is, it's the most famous New Year's song, but no one knows the words. It's one of those songs that we, we've all can recognize the, the tune, but we can't always remember the words. We don't, I'm even sure actually what it means. Old Lang Syne. That's the name of the song, Old Lang Syne. It, it's the title and key phrase from a 1788 uh, Scottish poem written by Robert Rabbi Burns. And it was turned into a song that for whatever reason, we sing it every New Year's, or we try to. We get a few lines out and we kind of just mumble along and, We don't know the words. But the phrase, Old Lang Syne, the song we sing at New Year's, it's a reflection song. It's a gratitude song. It's a song that looks back on the previous year. It literally translates, Old Lang Syne literally translates to old long since, or basically means days gone by, days that have been spent, days that are behind us. Merriam-Webster puts Old Lang Syne's meaning as the good old time. We look back in the past and we go, those were good days. That's why we wanted you to spend some time today as you reflect and maybe even discuss with others. What are you thankful for? That's important. We sing this song that looks backwards. We're going to
going to flip the script a little bit. Somebody took the tune of old Lang Syne. I mean, we don't remember the words anyway, so they rewrote the words. And they rewrote the words to make it a song about all glory being to Christ. All glory being to Jesus. All glory being to our God. And the idea is that, especially at the beginning of a new year, which is where we are, we should dedicate all of our efforts to bringing glory to Jesus Christ, to acknowledge that anything and everything should point to Him. And that really, there's nothing that has as much value as He does, and we should celebrate Him, our redemption because of Him. The Apostle Paul wrote this in Romans eleven thirty six, For from Him and through Him and for Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. I want you to listen to this song and reflect on the upcoming year. What would it look like to build a life that glorifies and honors God in all things? What would it look like for all glory to be to Christ in your life? To make this year about being about His purposes about pointing to Him, inviting people to respond to Him and know Him, to putting Him at the center of your life and making Him the focal point of your life. Listen to this song. Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive, Unless the Lord does raise a house in vain, its builders strive. To you who boast tomorrow's gain, tell me what is your life amidst that vanishes at dawn. All glory be to Christ, all glory be to Christ our King, all glory be to Christ, His rule and reign will ever sing, all glory be to Christ, His will done his kingdom come on earth as is above who is himself our daily bread praise him the lord of love let living water satisfy the thirsty without price we'll take a cup of kindness yet all glory be to Christ all glory be to Christ our King all glory be to Christ His rule and reign will ever sing all glory be to Christ On the day the great I 
Thanks again for joining us today. Happy New Year. Next Sunday, January 9th, we're starting a brand new series. I want to invite you to be there called The Jesus Way. If it's true that we become like the people we hang out with, which I really believe it is true, if it's true we become like the people we spend time with, what would happen if we spent this new year spending time with Jesus? What would it look like if we walked in his footsteps, we learned from his life, we practiced his presence? What if we grew to become more like him this year? That's his goal in your life. And we want to get really, really practical on what would it look like to live and walk the Jesus way. So I hope you'll join us. We'll be back in person next Sunday, January 9th at 9.30 and 11 a.m. We'll be online at 9.30 a.m., 11 a.m., and 8.30 p.m. And I want to challenge you not just to be there, but to invite others. The Jesus Way could be one of the most impactful series we've done at Live Oak on us and others. And we're giving a lot of prayer and intention to this. And we can't wait to kick off this next series called The Jesus Way. So join us on January 9th. Also, you can access the Live Oak reading plan on the app or the website. Uh, you know, the new year just started. It's a great time to start a new habit of scripture engagement. So please join us uh, in, in engaging scripture. And then also make sure you access the questions, whether for discussion or personal reflection, uh, on the app or website or in the description of whatever platform you're watching this on. Again, Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. And let me pray for us and ask God's blessing on this new year. Heavenly Father, our Father in heaven, we do pray that hallowed be your name, that your name would be worshipped and valued and it'd be the center of our lives. We pray that your kingdom come and your will would be done in this new year. We pray that your kingdom come and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. It would be unhindered. God, we trust you to give us today our daily bread each and every day. That each day you'll provide for us. Not just what we need, but you're providing the very day itself. Help us to take that day and spend it wisely. To invest it intentionally. God, you taught us to pray to forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. Lord, give us forgiving hearts that forgive others just as you've forgiven us. God, I pray you would lead us not into temptation, but you would lead us 
into the path that you have for us, into the plans for you have for us this year, and deliver us from the evil one. And God, as, as we close that prayer, we acknowledge that all glory should be to you. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God, all glory be to Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, and our leader. We ask your blessings on 2022. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us.